Imagine you've been brought to a courtroom, accused of crimes you haven't committed. The jury is stacked with handfuls of people testifying against you. Your friends, neighbors, and even some you may have never met before. The judge urges you to confess or face death. Any insistence of your innocence will fall on deaf ears. They've already put a label on you, and the only way to save yourself from the death penalty is to confess to what you know you haven't done. Would you do it? This is Studies in Shadow. Hello, and welcome to the third installment of Studies in Shadow. I am your host, Jack Rogers, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Noah Bazoo. Say hi, Noah. I am so happy to be here. Hello, Jack. Hello. So, you're probably wondering what this week's episode is going to be about. Well, judging by the intro, you might recognize the sentiment as either A, the Cold War, or B... The Salem Witch Trials. Ooh. Both are good topics to talk about. And we are going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials today. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Good topics to talk about. Definitely. Can, can I confess something to you, Noah? Is this the right time to do this? Yes. Okay. Well, Absolutely. Oh, okay. Growing up. Oh, no. I thought the Salem Witch Trials <laughs> happened in Salem, Oregon. And I was like, let's go, visit. <laughs> let's go visit the Salem Witch Trials. You guys couldn't see it, but the face Jack made was very funny. Because it looked like he was going to cry <laughs> as he said that. And that was very funny to look at because I actually thought he was going to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, like, as a young kid, that would, like, make sense. Because, I mean, like, I first learned about, like, the Salem Witch Trials in sixth, seventh grade. I remember it mostly in seventh grade when we watched, like, clips of like our teacher would like use like clips from like a teacher's website to like explain little things about it without being too graphic but I never really cared where it happened when I was that age it was like it's from it happened in Salem and I was like cool I didn't really think that there was like I don't know multiple Salem's I felt I felt really dumb when, when you found I was out. in high school, when you went my to, junior year, <laughs> when you went to Salem, Oregon, you're like, no, "What the heck? No, There's nothing here. It. That wasn't <laughs> it. No, we were we were reading The Crucible. Ah, and I'm like, it's crazy I love that, that this book. crazy that this just happened. Like, maybe like a couple hundred miles from here, and <laughs> not many people in the class got it because a lot of people in that class were really stupid. But um, people thought you were joking or something. No, they just they didn't know they didn't know or care what I was talking about. Oh. They, didn't, okay. they probably didn't gotcha. know there was a Salem, Oregon. But the teacher looked at me <laughs> and was like, what? Mr. Rogers, please stop by after class. Please. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, Salem, Oregon. She's like, Jack, this <laughs> happened in Massachusetts. I'm like, there's a Salem in Massachusetts? You're like, Massachusetts is a different country. <laughs> oh, my good, Right? <laughs> Oh my goodness! So yeah, that's fun funny stuff. Though. That's funny. That is that is my that is my confession for the day. <laughs> that's not why. That's not the interesting thing I was telling you about, though. Okay, you wish you were going to confess. You hadn't said anything before we started, and I was a little concerned. <laughs> you look right at me. I was like, "Do you want to press the pause button for a minute? <laughs> just like get it off your chest, dude. It's been a rough week. You oh my get goodness. It off your chest. No, I'm just having such a hard time. <laughs> you must be a witch. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> you would think after reading about the Salem Witch Trial, something yeah. like that would be like, ah, she's a witch. You cried, you're a witch. It's a fact. Oh my goodness. It's a fact. You're heavier than a duck, you're a witch. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because we joked about that like last week, and right. I think that's where we got the idea. Foreshadowing. For <laughs> <laughs> we'll just plant little, you know, Easter eggs in our, uh, in our episodes. So... For those of you who don't know what the Salem Witch Trials are, they took place between February of 1692 and May of 1693. It's a period of 15 months, which I actually had to do on paper because I didn't, couldn't do the math in my head. <laughs> and it started with two girls, Abigail Williams and Betty Paris. Betty Paris, by the way, was the daughter of the town's Reverend Paris, accusing multiple people of witchcraft. Now, if any of you have read The Crucible you'll probably recognize these names. Mm -hmm. A lot of what happens in history is what 
actually happened in the Crucible. Yeah, and like Arthur Miller wrote that a while ago, obviously. Um, my thing is like, my I guess my confession about not knowing about the Salem Witch Trials is when I read the Crucible, I think I was about maybe six chapters in, and I thought it was like an actual historical account of what happened, and they were just like reading the journals of people, and they mm-hmm. were, like, using that. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, dang, this is, like, so real. Because, like, the teacher had been teaching us about, yeah. like, what is happening, the characters' names. I mean, all the people are real. Yeah. All the people in, in the Crucible are it's actual It's just people. the things that, like, a little bit of it has been fictionalized. But at the same time, it's like, when you look at how much nonsense was in the Salem Witch Trials, it's like, it wouldn't be a stretch to assume that, like, the book had some of it very accurate, even oh, though it's not historically definitely, sound, Which is really sad. Yeah. So... This, this is what I've been talking to you pretty much about all week, saying, oh, I have something really cool I'm going to bring up in the podcast. Okay, oh, yeah. Le- let me tell this. <laughs> let me tell this how frustrating this is. <laughs> Jack is one of those people that is so good at making you, like, anticipate and want to, like, hear what he has to say. And he kept, like, poking, like, at me with, like, this idea when we were talking about, oh, let's talk about witches in the Salem witch trial. And after we came up with that idea, you know... <laughs> Every so often when I saw him when we were at school or lunch, you know, today. lunch today or, or like moving <laughs> people guys. out. Yeah. Um, he would just say things throughout the week like, oh, yeah, I have something really, really cool to tell you about like a family thing. I'm like, I think I was about to tell what? you. And then I was like, oh, I can't, yeah, you, I can't you, tell you. You pulled it back. I'm like, you can't do that. And then you just kept doing it. And <laughs> I kept he, forgetting that I'm not supposed to tell you. He kept doing it. I'm like, well, tell me. And he's like, no, I can't. I have to save it for the podcast. I'm like, man. I want to know before they do, but Watch, you're not going to happen. You're going to be like super disappointed by it now, maybe. Well, no, I'm a history buff. <laughs> this is this kind of stuff that I love to yeah. learn about. Not the death, but I mean, the events surrounding okay. it is kind of interesting. So what I wanted to talk about was a very specific individual that I think is a really cool story in The Crucible and just mm-hmm. in history in general. Do you remember the character um, Rebecca Town or Rebecca Nurse? Uh-huh. So Rebecca Nurse specifically. Rebe- yeah. yeah, so she went by Town, I f- believe, was her maiden name. Okay. And then Nurse was when she married Philip Nurse. Philip Nurse, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had eight children in 1692 when she was accused of witchcraft. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this is what actually happened. This isn't the Crucible story. Yeah, this is fact. So she was accused specifically of killing several children, babies, with her spirit. Oh, man. Yeah. But the thing is... She, Rebecca, had so many people in the town who loved her because she was so pious and upright, a very upstanding, outstanding member of the community. People literally signed a petition of her innocence saying, this is insane. These claims made against, what, Goody Nurse, Good Wife Nurse? Yeah. Made against Goody Nurse are just absolute like nonsense bull crap yeah and um jeez yeah i think it was signed by 37 prominent members of the community for this for this judge to look at wow she was 71 by the way oh um, oh wow that's old for back then holy yeah. cow so that's old for now you probably found this in your research about the salem witch trials but hit me with it in court, this would never pass today, by the way, they had something called spectral evidence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And essentially, what that was is you could, without any physical evidence whatsoever, claim that this person came to you in a dream or in a vision and did something to you, and then that passes in court as actual evidence. Yeah. Can you imagine... If that were the case today, <laughs> your girlfriend comes to you like, I had a dream that you cheated on me. And then she just drops you. <laughs> it's like, that was it. Or have you ever had somebody mad at you because of what you did in a dream? No, I've had people who are like, you know, I mean, I'm this kind of person too. Or like, I think through every situation of what it could possibly be like. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get frustrated at something that somebody didn't do or didn't do yet. Yeah. But I would never you know, accuse them. No, I know, but has somebody had a dream about you and gotten mad at something that you did in their dream? Oh, yeah. There's okay. been a few times people are like, you hit me with a car. Full now of imagine if that passed in a court of law and you got charged for manslaughter for hitting somebody with a car in your dream. Uh, okay. No, that would pass in 1692. <laughs> you know, 
God bless America. So <laughs> I, I looked up I looked up the definition of spectral evidence, and apparently this is on like a law website. Which well, is, yeah, because it used to be passed in court of law. It was uh, spectral evidence. Spectral evidence refers to a witness testimony that the accused person's spirit or spectral shape appeared to him slash her witness in a dream at the time the accused person's physical body was at another location. What? Literally, you're somewhere else and you're accused. Like, they know you're somewhere else, but you're being accused of something because of a freaking dream. It was accepted in the courts during the Salem Witch Trials. So not only would people claim that they had had dreams about, you know, this witch coming to them and being of the devil, but they would have these... You probably read about this too, or saw it in the Crucible. These fits. In oh court. yeah, the spazzes they would yeah, go the into. Yeah, the spazzes be like, oh, this person is attacking me. Yeah, yeah. that was happening. Oh my god, that was happening to Rebecca Town Nurse during this entire trial, and it was really freaking people out. Yeah, I mean, it would freak most people out. So I feel like. she she was super old and kind of deaf. People apparently looked at her as an invalid, which I don't know why. But she said, quote, I am innocent as the child unborn, but surely what sin hath God found on me, found out in me, unrepented of, that he should lay such an affliction on me in my old age. She said that during her trial. Um, fun fact, she was eventually found not guilty. Huh. You want to know what happened next? Prison. More spectral evidence in court. And the jury was so overwhelmed that they're like, we're going to go deliberate again. And they came back with a guilty verdict. My gosh. Yep. And so she was hanged at the age of 71, buried in a shallow grave near the execution site, since accused witches were not even fit for Christian burials. She was excommunicated, obviously, but her family, who who were super cool, they dug her up after dark and buried her properly on their own land. Uh, they eventually petitioned for the removal of Reverend Paris, who I mentioned earlier. Of course, yeah. Due to his involvement in her death. He was actually eventually removed five years later in 1697. Uh, and what kind of makes me the most mad is that her accuser, Anne Putnam Jr., confessed in 1706 that Satan had deceived her and that Rebecca and her accused sisters, because Rebecca's sisters were also accused of being witches, yeah, yeah. that they were actually innocent. Imagine being the family and hearing that so much later. Oh, they forgave her. But they didn't forgive Reverend Paris. They're better than um, you, And in 1712, the Salem Town Church actually revoked Rebecca's excommunication in 1712. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. You want to know something cool? Yeah. You're looking at her 10th great-grandson. What? I'm a direct descendant of Rebecca Nurse. I can show you That's this. That's actually sick. I can show you this on my family search thing. It's a direct line. We didn't need a person to call in today to share a story. We got right the family here. right here. So as soon as I posted on Facebook from our from our Studies in Shadow page that I was mm-hmm. doing this, my I, I kind of knew that I was related to somebody who was accused in the Salem yeah, trials. Yeah. But my dad, he, I, he knew this as well. And he actually sent me, he's like, oh, by the way, she's your 10th great grandmother. Wow. Here's, here's the email. Here's the family tree. It's a direct descendant, and it'll only go down to my dad. Oh, yeah, of course, though. But obviously, in my family search app, it goes down to me. She's my 10th great-grandmother. 10th great-grandmother. Goes all the way back. Direct descendant. You got Rebecca Town. Isn't that neat? Samuel Nurse, Francis Nurse, Mary Smith, Rebecca Nurse. Yeah. You want to know something else that's funny? Yes, please. It's our family friend. Her ancestor is the one who accused our ancestor. (laughs) Time for revenge. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right? Um, so I was yeah. Gonna, I was gonna say like I don't know if this is like the same story of um, you know your ancestor, but like in my reading, like just thinking about like the ridiculousness of like being accused, like you know there was like a story I was reading about where it was talking about how like um, they had somebody, they had a woman presented before you know the courts, mm-hmm. and all the girls were in there, you know, I forget their names, but the the girls who were like you know the accusers, obviously, yeah, and. They were saying how, you know, she's a, she's a witch. The, the devil speaks to her in the night. They She comes to us. And this woman was like a stout Christian. And she was very, very, you know, proud of being a lover of the Lord and mm-hmm. everything like that. Anyway, she stands there and the judge asks her to recite all the Ten Commandments. 
And mm-hmm. I know in the Crucible they make a joke about this with John Proctor. With John Proctor because he misses don't commit adultery. <laughs> but the reason yeah. they use that is because it's actually happened and a real person was asked, a woman was asked, I cannot remember her name. I don't think not to, not to be rude, but I don't think she was of like incredible relevance to like, you know, she was just one of the 20 people who happened or one of the 200 people who happened to be accused, accused. of it. Yeah. yeah, and she was one of the ones that died. Because they asked her, he said, can you recite the Ten Commandments? And she did it flawlessly. Didn't miss one. And, I mean, you know, the whole room is packed and stuff like that. And everyone, I imagine everyone would be, like, nodding their heads. And apparently what it sounds like is that the jury was very, very, like, in favor of this woman. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, okay, that, that's fine. And then one of the girls has a fit. Mm. And starts freaking out. And starts, like, screaming, saying, the devil is in her ear telling her the answers. And then the next day they, they hang her. Oh, my goodness. So it's like you can't even be right. Like... If you get it right, you're cheating. Yeah. So you're dead. Right. And it's like it's like that that part in the Bible where uh, for those of you who don't know the Bible, that's okay. Uh, there's the <laughs> part where uh, Jesus in the New Testament he's casting out evil spirits. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And somebody's like, he is using the power of the devil to cast out spirits. Yeah. And he's like, a house divided against this itself stuff. cannot stand. Yeah. That's where that that's where that quote originally comes yeah, from. Yeah, of course. Um, He's like, how can I use the power of the devil to cast out devils? To fight the devil, yeah. Right? It's just it's like when people say fight fire with fire, like it makes sense when you say it, but when you think about it, like pr- like practically, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't you just make it way worse. Right. So, I mean, like in this way, like with regards to like what Jesus said and in the Salem witch trials, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just stupid is what it is. Yeah, it's it was mass hysteria at its finest. Absolutely. At its most prime, just raw. Stupidity. Yes. Pretty much. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, cool thing that I've wanted to tell you. Oh, I'm also actually related to a judge who a year later, um, when somebody else was accused, he ruled in her favor and she got off. He exonerated her. Nice. Yeah, so she was, she was spared, which was cool. Huh. So, let's see. Do you wonder if that's some of the reasons maybe... I don't know if it's like a bloodline thing, but that you've had like experiences in your life. Dude, I don't know. When I heard that I was a direct descendant of an accused witch, I was like, maybe she was a witch. I was like, nah, she can be a witch. <laughs> um, but if, if she exactly. actually was a witch and it's like, oh, I'm the 10th great, great, I'm a direct descendant of a witch. I have witch blood in me. Yeah, I'm like, is that why you saw Horridge? Or like, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Is it just something that you can see that nobody else can? Uh, not that many things have happened to me in my life, though. I feel like if I actually had, you know, witch warlock blood in me, I feel like more things would happen. Your letter's coming. Hagrid's about to bring it in right now. Oh, my goodness. I can hear the door rattling. That's the really loud concert outside. <laughs> you're a wizard, Jack. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. You're going to... I'm a what? You're going to Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts, right. Goodness. I just got that joke now because now I'm, I'm a witch, wizard. Get it. I, I understand. <laughs> Thanks for appreciating my joke. <laughs> I tried so hard. I was like, I should make a Harry I'm Potter joke so here. So dumb. And uh, I'm so dumb. Sorry, sorry, viewers. <laughs> viewers, I'll try, <laughs> bro. It's a podcast. Just, just, just let's let's just edit this. And should keep we going. just start over? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, oh at least goodness. we got a laugh out of it. Oh, anyway, my <laughs> I was just like thinking just now as well. Like one of the things that I that I found this like. Um, these journal entries from people who were there in like the <laughs> this crap be crazy man <laughs> no, it actually like one of the people who talks is just like this is madness but I go along with it because oh I fear gosh. for my life and the life of my family which is like which huh but it's just like you know <laughs> it was funny come on dude <laughs> <laughs> so unexpected. Bro, I didn't oh even know it was God. happening. I just was like, hi, I just made a pun there. Oh, I'm sorry he, for my horrendous laugh. <laughs> he, you know, he was just so freaked out that of course he went along with it. And you got to imagine that pretty much everyone else who was there in town in some way thought it was nonsense at one point. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really see any evidence. There's never any evidence. It's this person, like you said, came to me in a dream or this person cast a spell or this person has devil speaking to them. Okay, like, you know, back then, maybe that flies, obviously, but, like, now we have something called the Bill of Rights, where you have, like, the fifth, you can plead the fifth and be like, you know, I don't want to testify against myself, or I don't want to have to incarcerate mm-hmm. or do anything that could, you know, you know, testify against me or anything like that, you know, things like that. But people just, they didn't have, they didn't have that back then, and it's just so unfortunate that 
they didn't because, I mean, I'm just looking through a bunch of excerpts that I pulled from it and it's just talking about people like this woman talks about like, you know, it's, it's early morning and I'm like paraphrasing, obviously early morning, we attended the hanging of such and such, such and such, such and such and such and such. That's a strange name. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people's names. Um, Many tears were shed by the families of those who were being hung. Blah, 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 blah. You move on to here. No, no one spoke up, save the families, after which they which? were escorted away by officers. So it's like, even though the families are like hysterical and like being like, please, please don't do this. They're being like pushed away. Like you can't even see this. And it's like, man, like it's just a bad stain on like American history. Yeah, it's... It's super rough. It makes me kind of like sick to my stomach to read about it. And like it's one of them just says like how this woman was being dragged up to the to this to this place where she was going to be executed. And she was screaming and like crying to God for help. And I mean, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. I can't imagine what it would sound like. But just like this woman who obviously is innocent. Right. Pleading to God. And then it says the men struck her like hit her on the way up and we're like, don't plead to God because he's not listening to you. Like, how do you, oh my how goodness. would you, you know what I'm saying? How would you yeah. feel about that? Cause we're both religious people. Like, how would you, how would you feel if like you're about to be killed for a reason that is complete bogus. And then before they do it, they're hitting you saying like, Oh yeah, God doesn't care. He's going to damn you. Hashtag Jesus. Yeah. Like seriously, like literally just, what, literally what happened to Jesus. It's so, so stupid. And it just makes my heart hurt. Cause like the last thing to think of before they die is like, I'm going to hell. Because they really think that, like, maybe they're doing something wrong. Not Rebecca Nurse. No, she was like, I am, yeah. I am innocent. I yeah. know I am. So they probably knew they weren't going to hell because they knew they weren't witches. I hope so. But they were just really upset that they were being killed. Well, like, back then, like, the, the reason, like, I say that is I assume it's, like, the excommunication thing. Because, like, back then, being excommunicated was the worst thing that could happen to you. Mm-hmm. Because if you got excommunicated, you didn't have any ties with God anymore. That is, like, how the Catholics and a bunch yeah. of other, like, Christians did their thing. I mean, you got to think back in, like, Martin Luther days when he was, like, you know, making the Lutheranism and stuff like that. Back mm-hmm. then when you would, like, get excommunicated, it was a death sentence basically. Yeah. Because you were gone and so nobody cared anymore. And you didn't – they didn't have to take care of you. They didn't have to do all these different things. It was a dark time back then and, like, that time period it, all around the world just, you know, it's just unfortunate that it had to happen that way. Yeah. You know what makes my stomach hurt more than um, spectral evidence and all this stuff? I don't know. The other tests of being a witch. Did you look at those? A couple of them. I thought they were fake, honestly. Nope. I know that a bunch of them are real, but it really pissed me off. Um, so <laughs> Tell it, us, we, 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 we brought up, you know, lighter than a duck, whatever. An actual test was the swimming test. Mm-hmm. Not like, swim three laps and if you, if you make it, you're a witch. I could do that. No, you're a witch. That's how it goes. So? Legally, I can kill you now. In 1692. Not now. Say. You got a time machine. You got a TARDIS. You ain't telling me about it. I'm going to take you back to 1692. Bring you into court. Be like, tell me. Tell them what you told me. (laughs) He can swim three laps. (gasps) Kill him. Okay. But an actual test would be to bind the suspect and lower them into the water. If they float... They're a witch. It's literally that scene from Monty Python and the it Holy is, Grail. Yeah. And if they don't float, meaning sometimes they would drown, uh, they're innocent. But you, they they often had a rope tied around their waist, so if they sunk like a rock, like they usually would, uh, they could pull them out. But it wasn't uncommon for people to just straight up die. You'd think that the moment they hit the water and they were underwater for like ten seconds, they pull them up. You know what I can imagine them going under the water and be like, no, give it a minute. I bet they're faking it. Uh, the devil's making them heavier. <laughs> Three minutes go by. Should we pull them out? No, no, wait. Give it. Give it another minute. Yeah. Don't you think? No. This is this is important. This is for our beliefs. Honestly, I think the people who were like the accusers and the ones who let it happen are the ones who, like, if anything, were like inspired by the devil. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what that's, that's what uh, that's what, what it is. That's what that one chick Anne said. When she confessed, she's like, oh, yeah, Satan. Yeah. Satan deceived me. Absolutely. Like, no doy. You yeah. got a bunch of innocent people killed. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, even if you don't believe in the devil, it's a pretty crappy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's just so stupid that people would let it happen. All right, brace yourselves. This one's gross. So there's something called a witch cake. 
Oh, Did yeah. Did you read about this one? Yeah. So. <laughs> Tell them. Uh, it's where they would make a cake out of ash, rye meal, flour, whatever, and then a sample of the accused urine, of the accused's urine. They would make it into a cake and then feed it to a dog because dogs apparently had a very, like, crucial role to devil, to the devil and witches. Well, I mean, like, think They're about... like, a familiar, yeah, whatever think, that was. Think of, like, all the, like, evidence of, like, in movies and books and all, like, history. Whenever something goes bump, a dog goes nuts. If you see, like, those movies where, like, a ghost in the room, the dog starts freaking no. out. And so, like, that's not just, like, a movie thing. Like, that's an actual thing. Like, dogs have, like, that sense. I don't know if they can see anything or they just know what's going on around, mm. like you were saying. But, like... Mm-hmm. Animals just kind of have that sense. That's where they always know when, like, a disaster is going to happen. Yeah, they always, like, sit down. They're just in touch with, like, the other side. And so they would feed it to this dog, and if the dog reacted badly or in some sort of – it behaved in a certain way, congratulations, you found a witch. If the dog ate uh, – took a bite of it, you're a witch. If it didn't, you're a witch. No, no, if it, re- no, if it ate know. it and yeah. reacted. Um, so you brought up this one earlier – have them read scriptures or the Lord's Prayer. If they stutter once, you've found a witch. Congratulations. Man, I can't even get through the first verse of Genesis without studying sometimes or stuttering sometimes. Stuttering. Because it happens. Like, I'm just like, in the beginning, there was... I stutter when I'm not reading something. <laughs> the thoughts are in my head and I'm I'm struggling. It's to hard to them. convey them out loud. Uh, yeah. So that one's fun. Oh, this one's... <laughs> Uh, You're making me want to go punch people back in 1692. Uh, they're all dead now, don't worry. It doesn't matter. I can go back <laughs> to get that TARDIS. Oh, gosh. Here's another one. Strip them and look for odd marks that would signify a pact with the devil. Oh, if yeah. you found one, you found a witch. <laughs> Extra nipples are also in- accepted in this case. Because <laughs> they're like, it's the devil's teat. That's what they called it. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, and what if you can't find any marks? They're a witch. No. Poke them with a needle until you find a spot that doesn't hurt. That's a that's a hidden mark. What? Because apparently these marks were insensitive. I didn't read this. What? Yeah, these marks were insensitive to pain. So they would just prick at these marks. Like, if they found, like, a mole. And they'd, like, prick at it and be like, did you feel that? Nope. <gasps> we found a witch. Bro, I'm toast. I have, like, a mole on my neck, on my back, and on my arm. <laughs> I'm toast. You're done, man. <laughs> it's, um, it's over for me. So... Make sure you find a spot that doesn't hurt. When you found one, you found a witch. <laughs> Make the person admit they're a witch by saying, I am a witch. If I am a witch, then I demand the devil to leave this afflicted. All that this would rely on is the afflicted's acting skills and acting not as crazy. And then they'd be like, oh, you're a witch because you were able to cast the devil out of the f- afflicted. Okay, I'm going to go on with this as well. This is something I read about this as well. Mm-hmm. It's like 200 people were accused. Yeah. That is like a, the rough estimate or the guess of how many people were done. 20 people were killed because of it. The funny thing is no one who confessed to be a witch was killed. Yeah, no. That's... They were just put in jail. Yeah. Why? Um, That's like the thing that doesn't make sense to me is like they had, I think from what I read, I don't know how accurate this was, 15 women confessed to being a witch. Like outrightly were like, yes, I'm a witch. Just to save their neck. Just to save their neck. But they weren't killed. You think the people of Salem would have like had like the smallest inkling of, oh, look, we've got a live one. Let's deal with this. No, let's just throw in prison. And those people, I think the majority of those women got out eventually. Yeah. Because everything cooled off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that case, like, if you knew that, everyone should have just been like, yeah, we're witches. Yeah. So the thing is, so when you go into that situation, oh, my you're already guilty. They've already put a label on you. Like I said in, in the beginning, in the cold open, they've already put a label on you, and now they're just deciding what to do with you. And if you don't confess, it means you're lying, and you deserve to be punished by death. Yep. Uh, and if Makes you're sense. telling the truth, you deserve a chance. It is so... Bass Ackwards, because Ooh. this, it apparently, innocent until proven guilty was not a thing back then. Oh, and even if you were proven innocent, all somebody would have to do is fake a demonic seizure in the audience and they'd be like, ah, mm, so much, oh no. What would have happened if, let's say, like they accused you, right? Yeah. And you're up there and you're giving all the evidence that you're not a witch or a warlock or whatever you are. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls starts freaking out and then I start freaking out saying the girl's a witch. What happens? 
Yeah, I mean, like she has a panic. Shoot, at, man. She, go back in time. That's and a find serious out. thing that I was thinking about as I was reading this. I was like, okay, that's a fun hypothetical. The, yeah, really? Because the girl's having a fit and like the devil's speaking, and then I was like, I'm like, oh, and like start having a panic attack. I'm like, the devil is possessing her to tell them. Like, are they gonna be like, no, it's him. He's the devil too. <laughs> at that point, the judge is just like looking back and forth, like, uh, uh, kill them all. Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Take them all to the or, water. Yeah, kill them all. Yeah, pretty much. And then somebody points their fingers at you. No, he's lying. No. He's lying. It'd be bad. Yeah. Um, oh <laughs> here's a good one. Uh, Giles Corey in oh, The yeah. Crucible is yeah, actually yeah. killed this way. And I think in real life, too. Put the accused under heavy boulders and make yep. them confess. Yep. If they confess, you've found a witch. If leave they them. don't, well, they die. <laughs> Either way, you just leave them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the pain. I'm laughing at the stupidity. So I'm sorry. <laughs> other than other than rock crushings, executions included hangings, of course. Yeah. And burning at the stake. Oh, classics. Which is the kind of the most well-known one. Mm-hmm. Burn the witch at the stake. Um, were there any other tests that you found for being a witch? Or did I cover a lot of them? You covered a lot of them. There were a bunch of things that, like, happened in other countries. Oh, okay. That, like, I noticed about, like, other witch hunts that were happening. And the funny thing is, is, like, it was happening kind of around the same time. Like, different things in different places. I say around the same time. Because, hmm. like, one of them was, like, in Denmark, the burning of witches. Especially burning. Like, that was their big thing they did. Um, was a huge thing that was increasing from, like, their, you know, the Reformation of 1536 is what I was reading about. And, um... You know, they encourage this practice so much, in fact, that, like, you know, anybody, even if they weren't convicted of witchcraft, like, was burned. So people who weren't witches were burned just, like, because it became such a popular way to kill people. And, like, there's this place called... <laughs> Judge is like, I'm bored. Yeah, let's, let's, burn let's somebody start a today. fire. Yeah. And it says there's this district in... There's this district called Finnmark, and it's, um, it's in northern Norway. And uh, they had these severe witch trials that, like, pretty much, in terms of numbers put the Salem witch trials to shame and it went from 1601 to 1699. Oh my gosh. That's almost a hundred years. And it says like, from what I was reading, there's estimates that anywhere from like 500 to like over a number of thousand were killed from like that way. And it, it, how have I never heard of this? It doesn't go into the insane. I think the reason we get like the Salem witch trials. It's in America. It's in America. Yeah. Right. But the fact is it was only like a year and so much nonsense happened in a year. Mm-hmm. This is like a whole century. An era. Yeah. And this, you know, a whole gen- generation or two or three happens in this time spirit time span. And the people, as it talks about, it even says the reason you might not be familiar with this is the fact that it. All of it happened over such a spread out amount of time that it never really felt like it was the biggest deal. But when you look back at it, it's just absolute chaos. And that's just, you know, what they believed. And it's like, man, you know, what a way to go. I mean, like hanging is brutal, but I don't know if I could, like, if I had to choose my way of death, like I would never choose to be burned alive. Yeah. I just, not to be demented or anything, but seriously, like, no, that is just so painful. This last week... Or two, I saw Midsummer. Yeah, I did not go with you. For I'm that. so glad you didn't. I had to cover my eyes for most of that movie. Um, so th- this is kind of taking a tangent, but I, I swear it'll come back to the to the point. Burning alive. Um, so Midsummer, don't go see it if you don't like uh, really really graphic stuff. Kind of a bland plot. I mean, it's pretty high stakes most of the time. People yeah. are just dying left and right. I mean, I've watched like the... But it kind of plateaus and fizzles out at the end. Yeah. Oh, but it doesn't really fizzle out. It just ends kind well, of... Well, no, I'd say it doesn't fizzle out because it ends with people being burned alive. Yeah. And it's so messed up because they, the they sacrifice themselves. Yeah. So like, I will I will be a sacrifice to the... They're, what the are they? pagan gods. What are they? They're, I think they're in like Finland or no? Yeah, they're in Finland. I can't remember. Yeah, um, but they're they're just this Finnish cult or Swedish. I don't yeah, remember. yeah, probably Swedish. And they're like, I will, I will give myself. And so they sit in this big wooden tent looking thing. It's a big like yeah wooden pyramid. And the guy comes in. He's like, take from the yew tree and feel no pain. So they give they give them like this sap. And I'm like, oh, that, I mean, that's, I guess that's nice of them to give them. Like a numbing agent. A or numbing agent? Yeah. Yeah, that was bullcrap. <laughs> because you watch them burn. Like, he's sitting there kind of staring at his friend, like, ah, 
we are we are giving ourselves over. And then you see the fire cash, and he's like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no. It's yeah. ba- it's bad. It's a brutal movie, and also, so it was, it had an okay beginning. Like I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for this girl. And then it got really shocking at one point because you see people die for the first time. Yep. And then it gets really weird, and then it gets weird on a really pornographic level, and that's the part where I literally had to cover my eyes and close my ears. Cover cover my ears and my eyes. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I do not want to look at... People having sex. Yeah, and other than that, like over a dozen just naked chicks on screen encouraging these two people to have sex. I'm like, I do not like that. I regret going and seeing that movie. Yeah. This is why our church tells us not to go see rated R movies. <laughs> or just to be careful what media we consume. Yeah, it never that gives us orders. It's just yeah, like, they don't, hey. say, they don't say, don't go see rated R movies. They're just They're like, like, hey, you might not want to. That's that's the perfect reason why. Because, like, I wanted to go see that with you, and I talked to my wife about it, and we read some more reviews, and I'm not hating on you or anything, but I read more reviews about it, watched some clips, not of anything nasty, but, like, people yeah. were talking about it, and I was... I basically got the whole movie from just, like, watching four or yeah. five clips, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go watch this. I should have gotten the clue when Ari Aster, the director and writer, said, it's the Wizard of Oz for perverts. I'm like, maybe it's just, like, perverted for violence. And then I go see it. I'm like, no, nope, this nope. is overtly sexual. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, Burning Alive, it looked terrible. Yeah. Um, there was another guy in the movie who they give, the, not a numbing agent, but a paralyzing agent, uh-huh. and then they sew him up in a bear suit and yeah, then burn him alive. I saw that, yeah. So he can't, he can't move or scream or anything, and he's just burning alive. Yeah. And it's, it, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't want to be burnt alive or drowned. Nope. Uh, I think I'd rather be hanged. That is not an invitation to any of our listeners to come find me and hang me. Please don't do that. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> we have more podcasts to make. <laughs> I, I, if you enjoy the podcast, please don't kill us. And if you don't enjoy the podcast, this is not an invitation to come kill us. Um, we shouldn't have to make that statement, but we have to. Now. Right? <laughs> I, I'm so terrified these days of just wackos. If there are any wackos listening, no offense. <laughs> just shamelessly plug that in. They're like, hey, by the way. By the way. So, don't kill us. That's so, not nice. Do you know? This isn't, maybe this isn't the, I don't know how much longer we're going to do this. Do you know how it all ended? The Salem Witch Trials? Like what actually made it end? No. I actually don't. It's, it's, it's very, very stupid. Very stupid. So, all this stuff was happening, like you said, for 18 months. And I want to get this the quote right just to make sure. So I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, side note. The book is called The Crucible, right? Yeah. This is kind of interesting. By Arthur Miller. Yeah. Do you know what a crucible is? It's a trial by fire, isn't it? Or, or no, a crucible is... Um, I'm, th- I'm thinking of Holocaust. That's trial by fire. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> A crucible is where they heat metal up. It's like yeah, it's a giant container that you have in like smelteries yeah. and factories, and you use it for heating substances at such high temperatures. Oh, that's what they that's what they do gold in, right? Yeah, exactly. To that's burn like, out all the impurities. Yeah, that's like when you Got see it. like in movies or in like in real life at a factory, and you see those giant like whether they're stone or other things that, and it looks like they're pouring lava out. That's mm-hmm. a crucible, that thing, and. It's called a crucible, and it's the terms you often use to describe high pressure and high heat situations. So you can't really tell me that that time period was not a high pressure, high heat situation. I would just leave. Uh, yeah, that's that's a probably a good idea. But just like it's a very kind of poetic name. Yeah. So he did it. He did it really well to name it that in terms of getting you know the idea. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a very abrupt ending to the Salem Witch Trials. It didn't like pitter out. It just kind of stopped. And what happened was uh, the trials came to an end when the governor of Massachusetts' wife was accused of witchcraft. And the governor's like, that's enough. <laughs> no, yeah, he literally said, that's enough, we're done, and he ordered the end of the trials. All right. After his wife had been accused. He's like, this has gotten a little too personal. Maybe I should step in now. <laughs> Only gotta after be, 200 gotta people. you got to be wondering what he was thinking. He's just like, ah, to let him do their thing. What if he didn't know? I mean, this is back in the day when, like, you had, like, horses and carriages and you had to send people, like, runners yeah. to go places. I don't know how, where Salem is in relation to where the capital was at that time or where the governor would have been. Yeah. Like, he could have been three hours away by, like, by, like, car driving, even farther, like, three days away by mm-hmm. walking. He might not have even known. I mean, the Salem witch trials were a very, like, isolated incident in S- Salem. S- suddenly, he just gets a letter. It's like, what is this? Your wife is a wit. What is this? What and sends a like a courier and they come back like ah oh, yeah they uh they've been accusing people for the last year of witchcraft and just 
burning them at the stake and whatnot. And he's like, just what? Stuff like that. happened. No, <laughs> stuff you like don't even that, know yeah. my wife. <laughs> stuff like that happened with, I mean, not even witchcraft, but just dumb things like leaders would not hear about things happening in settlements they were in charge of because this distance is too much. And all of a yeah. sudden things have gone crazy. Phones weren't a thing. Yeah. But just imagine that, like, all of a sudden you're just at your home and they get a letter, like, oh, your wife's a witch. You're like, who are these people? What? And they want to come burn what your is, wife. What is this dinky freaking town, Salem? Yeah. By the way, they've renamed the town to Danvers. Yeah. Apparently Salem yeah. is not that good of a name. Unless you're Oregon. Big up, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say there. I was like, like, you know what? We should name this town Salem. So you know, want to know something else that's really interesting about it? Absolutely. What really happened? What really happened? I'll tell you. Okay, tell me. I'll tell you. Tell me. You just gotta... Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. D- tell me! <laughs> if witchcraft wasn't happening in Salem, and in, uh, if you've been listening, we don't believe it did. We think it was all just a bunch of nonsense. Mass hysteria. Exactly. Um, what actually caused the girls to have fits or people to do those things? What do you think? Unless, oh, did you read about this? Lots of drama and jealousy. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But well, I mean, in the, in the crucible, There's something specific. Is, and it's actually a lot more scientific than you think. Uh, everything's a lot more scientific than I think. I'm stupid, Noah. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of answers. But... Great. Oh, really? There's lots of answers that could make sense. Yeah. But the one that, like, scholars and scientists and historians have, like, thought of the most and that makes the most sense is that they're suffering from a natural medicinal affliction. Meaning, the community is, you know... Were they smoking weed? Not necessarily (laughs) yet. (laughs) Um, You know, this community is already burdened with, like, hardships and all kinds of other things that they're going through. I mean, it's a tiny town. Lots of, like, tough times were happening. Um, Oh, my gosh. Shrooms. Almost. They overreacted. Here's a more disturbing thing that they said, though. Oh, more disturbing. Um, Great. Salem suffered from... Ergo poisoning. E-R-G-O-T. Ergo. Ergo. Ergo poisoning. E-R-G-O-T. I've, I've heard that word used in sentences like ergo this. Yeah. I don't know if that's you said. Not is it, is it ergot or? It's E-R-G-O-T. I'm going to say ergo. I'm ergo. Gonna, I mean, I thought it would be like ergo. I'll say ergo. We'll say ergo. Like, like for example. Yeah. It's ergo or ergot poisoning. So the people of Salem, and you mentioned this, talking about rye bread earlier. Yeah. That was a big staple of their diet. Rye bread was a huge thing for them. This was like what they could grow out there because Mm -hmm. it's a swampy area with really humid, swampy conditions. And that was like a thing that happened year round for them. And rye can foster a fungus called ergo or ergot. Ergot produces hallucinations, convulsive fits, and sometimes death. And guess what modern day substance gets its start from ergo? LSD. LSD. They have to like, there's lots of ways to get it now, but when they first started making it, and even now, like the purest LSD, they start like, you know, manufacturing it from ergo because it has these effects. And the funny thing is as well, is the fact that the summer of 92, 1692 was a dry one. Hmm. Which would have made sense as to why it was like that. Oh my gosh, I just thought of something. Remember last Tell week me. when we were talking about shadow people and I said methamphetamine addicts often see shadow people? Uh-huh. What if it's the what if it was the same thing with LSD? These spirits that they were claiming to see were just them tripping. And they are tripping. Yeah, I know. They were yeah. tripping, but that that just came that piece just came together in my mind. I thought that's cool. Yeah, but just think of the fact that like these people, like when you're on meth, like you kind of know that you're on meth. Right. And so it's like, I don't know if there's like better explanations than that. But like for this, like ergo, ergot, whatever you want to call it, um, the fact was like they probably didn't know they were on it. Hmm. Like this is back in the day when like they're just eating bread. They don't really realize. I mean, if they see mold, they're like, okay, that's bad. But like this stuff is, like, not very visible. Like, you don't really see it. It just kind of grows in it, like, yeah. in the gluten, like, fibers and stuff like that. That's why people are gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> because they have hallucinations. <laughs> That's why your wife doesn't eat gluten, oh so gosh. she doesn't want to get high. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, think about that. Everyone in town 
is tripping or if they're not tripping yet they're like starting to get like weird like tr- like hallucinations huh. combine that with the fact that they're going through like one of the driest summers they've ever had everyone's in a small town going through hard things there's been drought there's been tough like harvest and stuff like that and all other drama that you can think of in that time period yeah. and then someone's just like there's witchcraft of course you're going to believe that. Yeah. That's like back in the day, like the Greeks were like, oh, look, it's a storm. Zeus must be ticked. Everything mm-hmm. had a reason. There's always a reason. And you, everybody, you know this. Now Every- imagine that on LSD. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not God because we don't believe in other gods. Blah, blah, blah. That's what the Christians would say, obviously. So it must be a witch and they're all tripping. So they believe it. Mm. I don't know if the tripping was that serious though, but it yeah. like, it's an, like, it doesn't take very long for Ergo to fester as well. You know what this actually reminds me of? This is a non-fiction, this is a fictional example. No, no. Do you know Butcher's Creek from Red Dead Redemption 2? Have you done those missions? So, it's just, this game takes place in Wild West and you go to this town where everybody's super superstitious and a lot of them have deformities. Come to find out, all their insanity and deformities are coming from their water being poisoned Mm -hmm. and then just tripping out and seeing spirits. That's what that reminded me of. That's crazy. That's very interesting. Huh. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I was just reading that and, you know, the fact that it was like poisoning, like it kind of, if that is the reason and that there's a lot of evidence from what I've read that supports this from Mm -hmm. like, you know, people who have very, very good, you know, reasons to say these things. I'm like, man, like at the same time, like it hurts me to be like, man, like I can't be mad at these people because people do dumb things under the influence of alcohol or under the influence Mm. of drugs. It just happens. And it's unfortunate, but I mean, you didn't know. You just eat your food like normal. You carry on with your day, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that it's making your brain totally wire out. Jeez, so that's it's rough. Like, yeah, exactly. Because like at the same time, like you know, I want to say it's your fault. You're stupid. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. Idiot. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, mm, how could you have known? Yeah, and you had like it was forces beyond your control mm-hmm. because you just didn't know it existed. So to that, it's kind of like, man. Mass hysteria fueled by drugs. Great combo. It is a terrible combo. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Sorry, I was being sarcastic. No, I was like, <laughs> no. So, you want to know what the cherry on top for all of this is? Please. Is that history repeats itself? No. That's why Arthur Miller wrote The Crucible. Because that was the Cold War at the time when he wrote it. Oh, yeah. And the same thing was being done with suspicion. Red scare. dirty commies. Yeah. Communists. Only good commie is a dead one. <laughs> I'm quoting people back know, from the I know, 90s. I know, I know, I know. I'm like, oh, geez, disclaimer. If you're a communist, please don't be offended. <laughs> I know you can be offended by me, not Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was pretty much the same thought process, you know. We suspect you of being a commie. Confess or be punished. You wore red underwear, you must be like, dirty. Do I, do I have any say in this? No. Unless you want to confess, and then you do have a say in this. Except they didn't let you go. They killed you. <laughs> or they put you in the gulag. Wait, no, that's in Russia. That's they Russia. put you in Guantanamo. <laughs> Was it, did they really put them in Guantanamo? Do we know that? I don't know. Okay, just we're just assuming they're putting in there. <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not know everything. <laughs> Wait, we, really? often, we often make hypotheticals or silly situations. <laughs> not that Guantanamo is a silly situation. Why am I putting so many disclaimers in this? I feel like I'm going to be offending everyone. Because I'm broadcasting with you, <laughs> and I just don't care. <laughs> it's because I'm from Washington State, and I don't want to offend everyone. And I'm from Missouri. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good combo. <laughs> we balance each other out nicely. Yeah. But no, that's, that's brutal. And now, like... I didn't know that. Yeah, the Cold that's War. that's why he wrote it. And now Arthur I can Miller. I can totally see it in terms of like you know the comparison he was making. And obviously it was like a historical fiction novel, whereas like we've already said most of it like is written as a fiction. But at the same time, it wouldn't be a surprise if you know all of it had really happened. But man, like the Cold War, seriously, like I mean, most of our parents were alive during that time. I mean, maybe some of us were listening during that time, but uh, I don't know. It's tough to think about stuff like that. Yeah. So, what do you what do you what are you whispering to me now? Uh, there's that poem that I have. Oh right, the poem I forgot. But I'm gonna save it for the end. Yeah. No. Okay. I I handed Noah the ending notes that we usually do at the end of things, and he's like mouthing something. Like, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm he's like, like, I don't want to speak the over poem. the camera. <laughs> yeah. No. It's okay. We can be candid. Uh, yeah. So Noah actually found this poem that we're going to leave with you right before we close off. And wait, do you want to read it? And do you want me to close off or do you want... You can close off, Jeff. Okay. I, I would pushes, love to read pushes that. Pushes the close off notes back to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you take you take your thing, man. Sure. 
All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I, I mean, know. I, I just, feel like we got we went over a lot. This episode was less scary as it was uh, historical and infuriating. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the thing that we're here to talk about is obviously just like every episode, and we've said this pretty much every episode we've had. We're not here to just scare you. We're here to teach. We're here to learn. We're here to explore. I learn stuff. Yeah, every time. And we're also here to be scared. The devil's teat. <laughs> That's, that should be the tagline for this episode. <laughs> Actually, probably get demonetized. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The devil's teat. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But, I mean, it's just a brutal, brutal situation. And, I mean, maybe this wasn't as scary as the Shadow People episode. But I think, like, as well, we're doing our job. Because we're just talking about things that are sinister. I mean, the show is called Studies in Shadow. Yeah, we're not here to spook in Shadow. It's in the Stranger Things. Like, you know, that would have been a great name for a podcast had they not stolen it from us. Stranger Things? Yeah. <laughs> gosh dang it, Netflix. Why do you got to be so gosh darn good? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I've got nothing else to say. I think it's just one of those things where, I mean, just like you said with Arthur Miller, like history repeats itself. And just because we're in a more sophisticated age doesn't mean, you know, we can't have these yeah. things that happen because, I mean, we had the Bill of Rights and we had the Fifth Amendment or the Fifth, uh, plead the Fifth, you know, when the Red Scare was happening. Yeah. And it still didn't help those people. And I don't know to the extent of what happened during the Red Scare, during the Cold War and things like that with the scare of communism. But, I mean, if it happened in Salem, if it happened here in America recently, it can happen again. If people just get scared enough and there's enough collective belief in something. Yeah. Which, I mean, like you said, hysteria and a lot of drugs. I mean, today's world, there's a lot of drugs so, around. So, let's see. Hysteria, drugs. I can see this happening in Salem, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that joke. I lived on the West Coast collectively for 10 years. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got nothing else i got to say. All right, well, then read your poem, man. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you. This poem is called The Pains of the Witch Trials. It's a really good one. Well, it's sad, actually. She'd stroll through the village, eyes fixed on the ground. When greeted, this girl scarcely uttered a sound. Since her parents' death a few years back, she's lived on her own in no more than a shack. Her hair is red as the fires of hell. In the thoughts of men, her innocence fell. They'd follow her in the light of day, besought by her peculiar way. They'd leave their wives in the dark of night to spy as she danced beneath the moonlight. One woman swore by God that she witnessed her writing a book of magic so wicked. No wonder her husband had such foolish notions, possessed by this witch and all her potions. When questioned this girl, she could not tell what powers she had, if not by spell, could take hold of a man, lead him into temptation, if not by witchcraft or some incantation, her persuasion rooted in evil they deemed her protest heard by the way of her screams. When they put her inside that old metal pot, with which the will of the devil himself she fought, it was said her fate would be redeemed if her body stayed below the surface, named pure again in the eyes of God by those who stood to bear witness. Fully submerged, she struggled for air, sinking the angel with fire for hair. The Bibles in hand they gathered around, together they shouted while watching her drown. Redemption they granted, her sins pronounced clean by the men who condemned her to death at 16. Mm. Chills. And who is that by? Christiane Martin. Awesome. Thank you, Christiane Martin, for that lovely poem. Well, this was a great episode. If you enjoy this podcast, we would very much appreciate it if you would share with your friends on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Username, Studies in Shadow. For all inquiries and requests, you can reach us at studiesinshadow at gmail.com. Music composed and produced by Jack Rogers and Matthew Gonzalez. This has been Studies in Shadow. Thank you for listening, and be safe. <laughs>